the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hello and welcome to the Situation Report today. Very glad to have you joining us on this Memorial Day weekend. This is the show where we do our very best to give you the information and perspectives you need to navigate an ever-changing culture. My name is Jeremy Stalnicker here with Chad Robichaux. And uh, today's episode will be a little bit different than our typical. Today we are going to talk about Memorial Day. That's the weekend that we're coming into. And uh, many of you, I would imagine, are going to have some time off, an opportunity to celebrate, spend time with family. All of these are good things. But in the process of doing those good things, we need to spend some time and remember what this day, what this weekend uh, is really all about, what it represents and uh, why it's important to us. And I, I know, Chad, you and I have talked about this a lot in the past. Um, but this is a, a very important day. This is not Veterans Day. This isn't a day simply to remember those who have served. But it's very specific to stop, pause, to remember those who have paid the price ultimately for their country with their lives, and then to reflect on what that means for us. And uh, I think it's a very significant holiday for us. Yeah, it, it, I mean, it's in the name, right? Memorial Day. It's the day we remember uh, and memorialize those who paid that ultimate price for our for not just us as a as a nation, but for our freedoms and for the freedoms of people around the world that uh you know United States service members have have uh, done since 1775 when we first donned that uniform and went and uh, uh, defended our own nation, protected people around the world, defended people around the world, liberated people around the world at the cost of uh of American lives. And um, you know this is a time that you like you said we pause, we remember that. Uh, I'm just coming back from um, from Camp Pelona right now where I spoke to First Marine Corps Marine Division. And uh, speaking to those Marines there and uh, reminding them of, of those who came before them, the, the shoulders that they stand on and, and the price that they paid for our freedoms and how uh, that can never be uh, – we can never stop fighting for that. Uh, service right. members can never stop uh, volunteering and risking their lives to go uh, and uh, put their lives on the line to go defend and uh, defend our country and defend people around the world. And, you know, unfortunately, the freedoms that we, that we do enjoy in this country – uh, and the freedoms that we help other people have around the world, they, they come at a cost. And uh, oftentimes that cost is, is uh, human life and that, that ultimate sacrifice of, of someone uh, doing what we hear in the, in the Bible says, you know, no greater love than yeah. someone lay down their life for their friend or uh, and, and even more so than their friend. Uh, you know, we see American service members uh, for the last, you know, 246 plus years, uh, I think uh, we, we, we've seen them lay down their lives, not just for their friends, but for people that they never met before, people that they never seen before, and people that they never would meet, uh, just willingly sacrifice their lives yeah. for the cause of freedom and, uh, and humanity and doing the right thing. And, uh, and it's something that's worth pausing for a day and memorializing. Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of their lives. He created the Giza Dream bed sheets. They look and feel great, which means an even better night's sleep for you and me. Mike found the world's best cotton called Giza. Mike's latest incredible deal is the sale of the year. 
sale of the year. That means it's not going to happen again. This is the sale of the year. What is it? For a limited time, you will receive 60% off the Giza Dream Sheets that comes with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. You will receive a set for as low as $39.99. For a limited time, with any purchase, you will receive Mike's soft cover book free when you use promo code SITREP. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener square and use promo code SITREP. Along with this offer, you will also get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the MyPillow mattress topper, MyPillow towel sets, and so much more. For those of you that would rather use the phone, and some of you are out there, you know who you are, call 1-800-870-0283, use the promo code SITREP, or MyPillow.com and use the promo code SITREP. I think um, you know all the services do this to some extent, but the Marine Corps seems to be a little more um, invested in their history. And both of us coming up as Marines, you know, one of the first classes you have, whether it's going through officer candidate school and selection or going through uh, boot camp, whatever your source, you spend a lot of time very early on talking about your history. And most of that history is tied to people that gave their lives in defense of their country and these heroic acts. And these folks really are memorialized. And, you know, I, I look back on that and I realize that so much of my desire to be a Marine and to do the things that I had the opportunity to do as a Marine were because of those folks who were memorialized, who were talked about, who were held up as an example to follow because they not only did something difficult, but they did it in defense of something bigger than themselves. And they realized that laying down their life was a price worth paying for something, again, much larger than themselves, outside of themselves, whether it be their family, their country, the people that they were fighting next to on their left and their right, and uh, the motivation that comes from that. And I think as Americans, one of the things that we have lost is a connection to our history and a connection to the price that was paid uh, by so many for the freedom that we enjoy. And, you know, we're in a time where many of us are struggling as Americans and struggling with what it means to be an American and all those things. And we need to struggle through that. But a big reason I think we struggle is because we, we think it came free somehow. <laughs> that it's just, it's just one of those things that we have as Americans. We don't know where it came from or why we have it. And these freedoms that we take for granted, uh, people really did pay for with their lives. And for us to not pause and remember that is a travesty. We live in the greatest country on the planet. We live in a country that has long stood for those who cannot stand for themselves, defended those who can't defend themselves, have uh, done hard things in the defense of uh, human freedom, not just American national freedom, but human freedom. And we need to remember the men and women who went before us and did that. And coming out of you know the wars that we've come out of, and we've always been at war, I guess, but our nation has uh, been invested in war for you know, 20 more or more years, um, it's important for us to pause and remember that. And uh, I think we're lost if we fail to remain tied and anchored back to those who have given their lives for us. Yeah, um, I couldn't agree more. You know, I, I leave tomorrow for uh, Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. I go speak there every year, and uh, for, usually for Veterans Day, but this year I'm going for Memorial Day, and it's one of my uh, – uh, I wouldn't say favorite events to do every year, but probably one of my, my most uh, important events to do every year. Speak around the nation at a church usually yeah. for Memorial Day. Uh, because for me personally, I this isn't a theory of uh, memorializing an idea of veterans who gave their lives. I know yeah. uh, people by name 
15 people particularly that I knew personally that had given their lives in, in the in the cause of freedom that you know yeah. that I had to be part of burying uh, over the last 20 years and and so many veterans yeah. uh, right now in this time in, in our in our nation after 20 years of war can relate to that as well where we like this isn't a day that we remember the concept or idea of veterans dying uh, in in services country but actually remember like you know Foster Harrington Robert Cotto like those guys believed in something bigger than themselves. They went out there to defend people that couldn't defend themselves and, and paid with their life that ultimate sacrifice for the yeah. cause of freedom. It's, it's very tangible for us. Yeah. When we really think about that uh, and how how deep I, and passionately I feel about that, I know that we are only a half a percent of the nation that served in the military. Yeah. Of that half a percent of the nation that served in the military, only about 10% of those have actually ever seen combat and probably half of that has actually lost right. friends in the battlefield. So you're talking about a very small percentage, maybe like a fraction of a percent of our nation. I'd say like 0.2 if we're trying to get <laughs> right. accurate. Right. Percent right. of our nation has actually physically lost a friend or someone they know on the battlefield of freedom. Yeah. And uh, and so when I get mad, and I do, uh, and get frustrated with the divide in our nation and people that don't recognize and value what we have in America, uh, I have to remind myself that, you know, people don't get it the way I, I get it. Yeah. But and, and uh, they can't understand it the way I understand it and how personal it is to me to know what we have here in America, what it costs to have what we have here in America, especially when you hear people say how terrible America is and how how uh, you know, oppressed America is and how mm. unfree America is. It's like, yeah. no, you don't get yeah, it. Yeah, right, right. It's still, despite all the baloney we see in our country right now is still the greatest country on earth and uh and that that's not said arrogantly or proudly as an american it is true america is the greatest country on earth i just had my interpreter come from afghanistan left real oppression real bondage and he's here in america right now and he's just overwhelmed like this is actually i heard of this yeah this right, actually, right we can actually do that i'm allowed to do that right. like they're just overwhelmed right now and uh but I, I know that I know it firsthand, and other people don't. The 99.75% of the world don't get it firsthand. So I feel like it's my job as a veteran uh, that has had that experience, instead of just being mad that other people don't get it, to help share and communicate that message, to tell them stories yeah. about uh, guys like Foster Harrington, about guys like Robert Cotto, uh, about people like that who have paid that price uh, so that they can understand as well. And uh, so instead of just getting upset uh, in the divide of our country and, and upset that people don't appreciate what we have, uh, I want to do the best job I can to share and communicate the stories of these yeah. heroes who, uh, who who are memorializing this week. And that's what I'm going to do on on, uh, on on Saturday night and Sunday as I speak in Broken Arrow. I'm going to tell those stories and, uh, yeah. and, and help remind people of what this is really all about and why this is the greatest country and why we should live out the things that they died for. And I believe that's one of the things that we do, you and I do, uh, in the veteran community. And every time we go speak at a church is, you know, we help veterans who have survived to say, hey, you remember your friend that died? Well, they don't, they don't, get, to, they don't get to live out right. a good life because right. that's, you know, their life is gone. But because of their sacrifice, you do. So what kind of life are you going to live? Are you going to live a life that they would be proud of? Or are you going to live a life of, 
of alcoholism and joblessness and being a victim yep. and yep. Being, a, being a detriment to your, to your family and a, and, a, and, a, and a burden on society. What kind of life are you going to live when your friend paid that price so you can enjoy, you and your fellow countrymen can enjoy these freedoms? What kind of life are you going to live? And we're able to tell veterans that at Mighty Oaks and active duty service members that at Mighty Oaks. And then uh, and once they could, that light bulb goes off of them, then we could help them live out those lives. And that's one of the things I think, when I think about Memorial Day and what do we do, you know, instead of just memorializing, what do we tangibly do to get back to that thought? That's one of the things we do at Mighty Oaks is we uh, help people live that out and, and actually yeah. embrace yeah. that, those freedoms and live a good life and, and, uh, and honor those who paid that price by living a, a good life and a productive life and a, and a wholesome life. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A life of giving back. And, and that's, you know, I think that's a, you know, something that we could do in the position we're in. Yeah, that's great. And that insight is great. I, I think uh, we're living at a time right now, too, and maybe it's because of there's because there's so much turmoil in the world where people are trying to connect to something. And, and that's really important. I'm, I'm speaking at a, another church, uh, not the one in Broken Arrow. <laughs> I'm speaking at a church here in Southern California on Memorial Day. And uh, the pastor several months ago scheduled me to come. And, and I said, what is it that exactly that you want me to say? What, what do you want me to talk about? It's Memorial Day and I'll do that. But he said, I just want you to tell stories. I want you to help people reconnect. I want you to help people understand why we, why we celebrate. It's exactly what you just said. And it's interesting coming from a pastor, right? Because it's not a holiday. It's not just a special service. It's not just a time to bring people in. He had a very specific objective. His church is in San Diego. He's got a lot of military people. And I think he has a lot of discouraged military people. And, he, and again, he wants that reconnect us, help us to understand why we're doing this. And um, you're exactly right. A lot of people who even serve have never had the experience of losing someone that they served with or someone they care about. I'll never forget the day that uh, Shane Childers died. He was the first KIA of the war in Iraq. He was one of our lieutenants. Um, I was on a screen line. His platoon was behind us clearing a set of buildings. And uh, it's kind of a long story, but he was killed coming out of those buildings. And the call for medevac was made by him. He made, <laughs> made his own medevac call. Um, he died before he could be uh, medevaced out. But you never forget that. You understand in real terms what that means. He's a prior enlisted Marine. He had served uh, for, I think, 12 years, became an officer, wanted to lead Marines, loved his country, and gave his life on the first day of the war in Iraq. It's, it, and you don't, if you can't connect to that personally, then it's hard to understand why it is that this is so important and why it is that we serve the way we do. I even think about the some of the immigration stuff we're dealing with and all, all the, you know, these, these conversations about people coming from other places. Um, we had been in Baghdad. We made our way to Baghdad shortly after the war began, a couple months after. And um, one of the Marines that was killed there was Staff Sergeant Tejeda. Staff Sergeant Tejeda was a sergeant in uh, one of our platoons. When I first came into the battalion, um, he was an immigrant from Mexico, had a lot of family in Mexico, loved the United States. And loved it so much, he wanted to serve as a Marine and defend the United States. And, and really, that's, that's what all of this means. And it's similar to what you're talking about, um, people coming here going, this is worth defending. This is worth being a part of. But we take it all for granted. And, and we need to be reconnected to that. So it's good for veterans who've had that experience to be able to share that experience with others. This is what it really means. And then you're exactly right. On the other side, for veterans who are struggling, that survivor's guilt, we talk about that a lot. I survived and they didn't. I made it and they didn't. I came home and they didn't. Or maybe my service wasn't as impactful or as important. Um, 
we absolutely, as Americans, but certainly as those who have served, need to continue serving um, outside of uniform, serving our families, serving our communities, living lives that matter, making a difference, because those that we memorialize and those that we remember gave their lives so that we could do that. And to do anything else, anything less, is a travesty and it's a waste of life. And they would not want that at all. I, I Sometimes when I'm I've had the opportunity to lead a funeral, and um, I'll, I'll always ask the question, what do you think they would say if they could come back and tell us something right now? And I don't know in every, every situation, but I bet those Marines, those soldiers, sailors, and airmen who gave their lives fighting for our country, if they could come back, they'd say live <laughs> and make a difference and do something with the freedom that was purchased. And, man, how important that is. If we forget that, we've really forgotten what it is to be Americans, and we've, we've got to stay connected to that. Yeah, I'd say uh, I've said it a couple of times. They live for what they died for, those freedoms, and uh, and, and embrace what we have in this country. I mean, uh, you know, I think I think it's a good. This is a day is as we remember, it is a good time to recognize. You know, sometimes it takes something like chilling to recognize and value what you have. And I mean, in this country, and again, you know, we have so many people like that are bashing on this on America. And look, I. I'm not happy with where our country is right now. I'm not happy right. with the decisions that are being made policy-wise in our country. There's a lot of things I'm upset about and I openly complain about. But, uh, but man, that doesn't that doesn't shadow the fact that I love this country. I'm thankful to be here. I'm thankful my kids get yeah. to grow up here. Uh, I'm thankful my grandkids will, will grow up here. Uh, I'm, 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 uh, I'm thankful my friend Aziz and his family get to begin a new life here. There's a reason that we have a border crisis there's a right. reason that, right. that that hundreds of thousands of people are lined up in a one-way line at the southern border to come into our country. Yeah. That line doesn't go the other way, right? right. I mean, they're not – you don't see a line. You see a lot of people talking like uh, they're going to leave this country. <laughs> you see the celebrities, of, right? People are like, hey, if so-and-so gets voted in, yeah, I'm, I'm right, going to right. – They never go. No. <laughs> they no. Just, they're just running your mouth, right? You kind of wish go. they would. Way. Yeah, I wish they would. Yeah. Uh, I can name a few that I wish would would go, and I'd even pay for their plane ticket. <laughs> but, uh, but that line goes one way, and uh, I mean, there's so many people around the world wanting to come here. And if you live here already, you're you're, you're privileged. Uh, you're privileged to live here. But you know, you have to realize what it costs. And uh, again, this is a day that we do that. Um, you know, you talked about uh, uh, Childers. I think you said. Yeah, yeah, Sheen Childers. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you know, my first loss uh, was. Probably one of my closest losses was uh, was Foster Harrington. And, you know, people that have heard me talk probably heard me talk about Foster Harrington quite a bit, because you know Foster and I we served together for ten years. We we tried out for recon together. We went through RIP together. We uh, went through a couple of schools together. McQuist School, which is a really tough school in the Marine Corps, we went through McQuist School together. And he served him a wedding and would come over to my house all the time. And the kids, you know, very close to him. And Kathy was close to them. And as we transitioned units, we transitioned units together. So we were together ten years and. Uh, I was I was a team leader and he was assistant team leader. We we're going to Iraq together and and then I, I ended up trying out in the process of getting ready for that deployment. We I tried out and was accepted to JSOC and went over to JSOC and he took our team to Iraq and so I went to Afghanistan. He went to Iraq and and uh, we we're both there you know a couple of months and I, I remember getting the call uh, that he had been killed. He had, uh, and, and and he had he had been killed uh, in a very very selfless way. He had, uh, they had just captured a high value target. And uh, and there was an officer who was out in the street. They had, they had secured the house, 
and uh, had that high value target captured. They were waiting for people to come uh, to grab that guy, uh, to take the guy away. And while they were waiting there, there was an officer that kept going out in the street uh, to get better comms. And, uh, and they were telling him, hey, sir, get out of the street. And, and, uh, and so Foster, as a team leader, he just went out to provide cover. He's like, I'm not going to bug the guy. I'm just going to provide cover for in case this guy needs help. And, and, uh, and he took a single, single round right through, right through his Kevlar. And yeah. he died instantly. And, uh, you know, I have you know, friends that I spoke to, eyewitnesses that were there and seen it happen. And, you know, man, I know this guy for 10 years. And he was always like, he was always, just like in that moment, he was willing to put people before himself. Uh, including people he didn't know. And he, he, he was one of those people that really believed in, uh, you know, a lot of guys, especially in special operations, are doing it for, we all do it for service, but sure. a lot of people will do it because you love the job, you right. want to do the job, right. you want to go around the world to do the coolest things and jump out of airplanes and yeah, right, and right. guys in the face. Like, that's, that's that side of it too. But, you know, there's those of us, and Foster was probably amongst the most of them, that just really believed in serving other people and helping other people with just a huge heart. And that and that's how he died, just being there, you know, to provide cover for the lieutenant and to make sure he was safe, and and uh, and, and and then defending people, the people in Iraq that he believes that he was helping uh, in those neighborhoods, and uh, you know, those, those are the those are the stories that for the last two hundred and you know forty yeah. forty six years, those are the stories, story after story after story, uh, over a million of them that uh, that give us. The country that we have today yeah. give us the freedoms that we have today and uh you know i'm, I'm sure thankful for it uh, yeah. regardless of what's going on in our country regardless of the divide and the things that i don't agree with I'm, I'm sure thankful for it yeah we complain a lot about what's happening in the country but it's nice to be in a country where we can complain about it and uh maybe we'll be shadow banned or whatever on social media but no one's showing up at our house and dragging us off to uh you know to a black site somewhere and and yeah. I, I mean it, it's funny when we talk about uh, political persecution in the United States, it's a very different conversation than what people have in just about every other country in the world. And, and we need to be aware of that as well. well I, I think, say, I'm really upset by Instagram right now. Uh, and by every Instagram, if you're listening, what you're doing <laughs> on my page is wrong. Uh, what, what I mean, what they're doing is wrong. But like you said, the, they're, they're shadow banning me, they're silencing me, but no one's coming to my house and dragging me right. off to jail. Right. And, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a matter of um, perspective, I think. And it, we have a lot of problems. That is not to say we don't have problems. It's simply to you know illustrate that the problems we have in the United States are very different than what's happening in a lot of other countries. Um, I think a lot of veterans struggle with this holiday, probably for a lot of reasons, some that we've already talked about. And, and I try to remind veterans, those who have served, that this is a time to take your role as an educator very seriously. And I, I think veterans tend to get upset during this holiday, and they'll, they'll kind of take that like, well, this is, so don't thank me for my service. That's not what this is about. They'll get upset about that. Or they'll scream at people who have never served because they'll say things like, you don't know what it's like and you don't understand. And it becomes a very dark time for a lot of veterans. But really, this is an opportunity for veterans to educate people who, a care, or they wouldn't say thank you for your service. They, they wouldn't, they wouldn't do that. So they wouldn't put a flag on their house, right? Um, they care, so educate them, help them, but also be appreciative that you live in a country where, although there are people who don't like you, um, that's not most people. Most people are thankful for the service of those who are serving, have served, 
and, and very thankful that there are those who have given their lives. And we as veterans need to educate and help people understand what this holiday is about, what it means, what it doesn't mean, and why they should be thankful for it. Yeah, so I was going to say that too. Like, If you're a veteran and somebody says, thank you for your service this weekend, don't be that. Don't be an idiot and, yeah. uh, and, and get mad. Right. Like, uh, don't be offended. Don't, you know, get off your high horse and uh, and uh, and understand that someone was trying to say something kind. Maybe they don't right. understand, and maybe it's a good opportunity for you to kindly and gently explain to them what this day is. Yeah. Uh, not uh, berate some nice person that's trying to uh, do something kind. And uh, and you know, this isn't a day that you know for you to be on your soapbox and. And, right. uh, and use it as a platform to you know to elevate yourself. It's a it's a day for memori- remembering those who paid that price and and to just remember that. And, and like you said, it's it's a great opportunity for the veteran community to educate the American public on what this weekend's about. Yeah. And uh, and, and uh, with that, uh, don't go asking for your Memorial Day discount. <laughs> that means you don't know what it's about and, right uh, <laughs> right you, you think it's about you too you just don't want anyone to remind you that um you talk about mighty oaks and uh the work that we do and why we do it and a lot of it is because of an understanding of the price that was paid and people have gone before us and, and that's so important uh, we we talk about purpose we talk about meaning we talk about identity and it's amazing how many people get caught up in what was. They cannot move beyond in their personal lives what happened in the military or someone that they lost, someone they cared about. Um, and what we do at Mighty Oaks is to really help people understand whether they've served or not, whether they're combat veterans or not, whether they've lost anyone or not, that their purpose is not wrapped up in who they are, who they were, what they wore, where they came from, but what God has set in front of them and um, that's so freeing and so liberating. And then you can look back on things like Memorial Day, whether it's, you know, even a military, in the military sense, there may be other people in your life who have given their lives for you. We think of moms and dads and people in the community and others who have, have served you. Well, this is a good time to remember those people as well and to live your lives in light of what those people have sacrificed for you. And, and we have the privilege, you know, just about every week um, to do that for men and women who have served and who are struggling a little bit to get them back on track and help point them in the right direction. Yeah. In fact, we have a, at Mighty Oaks, we have two sessions going on right now. They're going to be wrapping up here uh, tonight or tonight or in the morning and uh, one in, in the woods uh, in, in Texas and uh, West Texas. And then one in, uh, in at our ranch at uh, Mr. Straker's uh, Bill Straker's ranch uh, at the, in Ohio. Uh, so two groups of uh, graduates, got to be you know produced from mighty oaks right now and that's exactly what they spend the week doing is is really learning uh about the heart you know really identifying the hardships that they went through in their life yeah how the, the lessons that could be learned from those things how to take personal responsibility for those things and how to live the best life possible based on aligning their lives yeah. with the lives that god created them to live to live uh really calibrate their lives with the biblical principles that god has laid out for us and uh i mean what better way to honor those who have fallen uh, then, uh, you know, knowing that they, you know, didn't just die, but died for, for us and for us to live out those freedoms and us to live in the, in this country, then to live the best possible lives that we can live yeah. the most productive and, and, uh, and, uh, the productive lives that produce, uh, you know, we, as 
uh, God's creation, we're, we're, we're created to be producers and not consumers and, and uh, how to take, you know, the life that we have left, the, the, the life that we've been given by those who have, uh, you know, provided this freedom for us, whether you're veterans or not, other people have provided this freedom for you. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, you know, to what better life that we can live than to live those principles out, to embrace those freedoms, to calibrate our lives intentionally, very intentionally every day to yeah. the lives that we're created to live and, and produce and, in our, in, in our homes as good husbands and wives and parents and friends and in producing our communities and get back in our communities and ultimately in our country and, and uh, even beyond our country, but going around the world and giving back. And right now in our, in our veteran community, uh, you know, as we see crises uh, in the last year in Afghanistan and Ukraine and places like that, uh, more than anybody, any other group that I've seen uh, in, in these places I've been, the people that are volunteering to go and serve are those uh, from the faith community yeah. and from yeah. the veteran community. Right. Those right. are the two groups that we're seeing serve. And, uh, and, you know, and I think that's for honoring of those who pay that price to say, look, I, look I, I'm still here and I'm going to do something important with the, with the life I have and the freedoms that I've been given and, uh, and the opportunity I have to still be on this, on this planet and make the most out of it. And, uh, you know, we get to, we get to help empower uh, the veteran community and the active duty military community to do that through Mighty Oaks and, as, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here talking to you, but I'm echoing it to our audience. Right. It's one of the privileges I've had in my life to be able yeah. to uh, be part of that. And we, we do that. I say we loosely because uh, I get to be part of it by being surrounded by an amazing team of you know, people like Brandon Kunith and our, and our programs team that, you know, just do that amazing work. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think the model of Mighty Oaks really speaks to what I wish everyone would do on Memorial Day weekend. People ask how we do what we do. Really, it's it's men and women who have served, who were broken to one degree or another, who are struggling, who are hurting, who found hope and direction through a program. They've all been to one of our programs. And then understanding they now have a responsibility to do something with that information and with that hope, they get involved. We disciple, train, help them understand leadership. And then they come back and they teach and they train and they help and they offer hope to those who are coming up behind them. And really, to me, that's what this whole weekend represents. It represents uh, serving, remembering those who have served, remembering those who can't speak for themselves and speaking those things. It's giving back. It's turning around and not saying, I'm going to mourn for you, although there is mourning that takes place. But I'm going to live a productive, valuable, (laughs) contributing life because of what you've done. And, and really, that's the same model we use at Mighty Oaks. It's, it's not me telling you what I think you should do. It's me helping you to understand the path that I traveled and how I move forward and me offering you some tools to do the same. And I, I think that's very, very powerful. And again, that's the model we should follow Memorial Day weekend in our homes, in our families, in our, in our communities, in our churches, and, and certainly as we try to help other people who are hurting. Yeah, I, there's times I think, and I'm sure you do too, there's times that I pause and think like, man, like I look at Mighty Oaks and I wake up and I'm like, I am so fortunate to be able to do this job, to work with the amazing people I do. Right. I, and I, I, I'll be honest, like I'm really proud uh, of the work that we do. Uh, there's not many things that I feel like in, in my life, even in even in military, there was things that I was proud of, but I was never like, I'm proud of myself for that. Yeah, right. <laughs> I think right. Mighty Oaks has been one of those times where I don't, I don't know, you know, I know other people have, have been the contributor to being here and God's grace is certainly while I'm here, but there's been times where I'm like, man, I'm really, really proud of myself for choosing to, to take this path in my life. And, and, uh, there's times I thought like, man, if Foster Harrington was here, if Robert Cottle was here, like 
they'd be really proud of me. Yeah. Uh, they would, they would want to be part of it. I know, uh, I know Robert Cotto would want to be part of it. Uh, uh, I know, I know Foster would want to be part of it because he's just such a heart, big heart for helping people. Yeah. And, uh, even yeah. though, well, he was, he was a Jew, but he was a, he was a Messianic, uh, yeah. Jew. Uh, we used to call him GI Jew, the great American Hebrew. <laughs> 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 and, uh, but yeah, he, uh, yeah, he would, he would definitely have a, you know, they would, they would want to be part of it. And, uh, yeah. and they'll be, they'll be proud. They'll be proud of me. They'd be proud of our family to be proud of the work that we're doing. And that, that makes me feel good. And that's what we should be doing. Many of you know that my day job is working for an organization called the Mighty Oaks Foundation. I've had the opportunity to work with the Mighty Oaks Foundation for a little over 10 years now and very grateful for that opportunity. Here's the message we try to convey and communicate. There is hope and there is a community of people found within the Mighty Oaks Foundation that understand where you've been because we've been there. We don't have it all figured out. We're certainly not perfect, but we've taken some steps to move forward and we want to take you with us. That's what we do. How do we do that? Again, by communicating the fact that there is hope, by connecting with others who've been there and know how to move forward and by getting around you and supporting you as you begin to take those very important steps yourself. The Mighty Oaks Foundation is blessed to have supporters across the country that make it possible for us to do the work that we do at no cost to the veteran, the active duty service member, or the first responder. For you to attend our program, you simply need to set aside five days and come to one of our locations, one of our facilities. We'll do the rest. There will be no cost to you for the program, no cost for the transportation to get you to the program. We do all of the planning and all of the logistics. You simply need to get there. We want to remove every obstacle for you to get the help, the encouragement, the strengthening, <laughs> the hope, the renewal that you need. We're thankful for the opportunity to do that. Perhaps you are not a veteran or a service member. You're not in the first responder community, but you care about those who have served and are serving our communities. Well, you may fall into the other category then. Perhaps you're someone that can support what we do financially to make it possible for those folks to come along. Maybe your support is not financial support, but you know someone in your community, in your town, in your church, uh, in a club, or something else that you're a part of that could use this kind of support and encouragement. Plug them in. Let us help them. Let us get them on the road. No cost to them. We want to do the work, but we need you to get them to us. That was a lot of words. If you listen to the show, you know I say a lot of words sometimes. So let me point you to the one place where you can get all your questions answered. MightyOaksPrograms.org is our website. MightyOaksPrograms.org. There you will find more information about what we do as an organization. There's an application for those who would like to apply. Fill that application out. Our team will get back to you. Set everything else up. If you would like to support the work of the Mighty Oaks Foundation, you'll find a place to do that there as well. And there is also a section for resources. So many of you know people who need help but may not start by coming to a program, attending a program, but they would read a book, they would watch a video, they would listen to a testimony. We have those resources there for you as well. So please come and join us at the Mighty Oaks Foundation's website, mightyoaksprograms.org. Our veterans, active duty members, and first responders need our support. Maybe you're in that category. You need our support. And that begins by going to the Mighty Oaks Programs website, mightyoaksprograms.org.
You're going to be speaking this weekend. You mentioned that. Talk about that church a little bit, where you're going to be, so people maybe in that area can come and, and hear you speak. Yeah, I was going to say the same uh, for you. So, uh, you know, I'm going to be heading out tomorrow to, uh, and, and uh, I'll be Broken Arrow, uh, which is the Tulsa area of Oklahoma. And, um, and I'll be speaking in the Rose Garden area uh, of Tulsa. And you can find out more if you go to Broken Arrow, uh, the assembly at Broken Arrow. Uh, their, their website, you can just Google the assembly at Broken Arrow. And there'll be church times for Saturday night in the Rose Garden area. And then I'll be at the, the actual assembly's main campus on Sunday morning, both services. I'm going to speak. Uh, the first part of my message is going to be on, on Memorial Day and the things we talked about today. The second half of my message or second part of my message would be about some of the rescues uh, we did in Afghanistan. Uh, to rescue the 17,000 people in Afghanistan and how the veteran community uh, outside of uniform rose up to do that and uh, that work. And then uh, we'll close with uh, talking about some of the things we're doing in Ukraine right now. And so if you're in, if you're in Oklahoma, uh, I'd love to see you drive out, even if you have to make a little drive. Sure. Come and, uh, come and see us uh, Saturday night or uh, Sunday morning. And again, you go to look, look on the website, Google the assembly at Broken Arrow. That's good. Yeah, it's a great church. Um, one of our board members, the pastor there, just an incredible congregation. So much, so much love for the veteran community, but also the first responder community there. Absolutely incredible church. Um, I would highly recommend it. I have even this week <laughs> recommended people attend there if they're in the area. I'll be speaking for those that are interested in living in Southern California. I'll be at uh, Canyon Ridge Baptist Church. Canyon Ridge Baptist Church. It's in the city of San Diego. So uh, if you are in the area, the pastor there is Chris Chadwick. He's a friend of mine. We've been friends for Man, a long, long time, but great church there. It's right outside of the Naval Air Station um, and not too far from the Navy base. So a lot of Navy folks there, Marines there as well, big military community, but uh, just doing a great, great job. Um, I'll be talking, obviously, about Memorial Day and sacrifice. Um, the title of my message that I'll be preaching that day is No Longer Broken and uh, talking about how in Christ we're not broken, that there is hope. And we sometimes think that we are broken, but in Christ there's victory. And so we'll talk about that as well. So that's in San Diego. So two opportunities there. Um, other things that are happening in the Mighty Oaks world are listed on our website. So if you go to mightyoaksprograms.org, mightyoaksprograms.org, you can see other events, other things happening. And uh, in fact, Chad, and uh, I speak a lot. Um, I think I'm speaking at a church, I think just about every weekend in June and most of July, and then all of August. <laughs> um, and I know, Chad, you're out Probably the same, I would imagine. But most of those are listed on our Mighty Oaks website. So you can find those and, and uh, follow along if you're in the area. So that would be awesome. And even if you can't re- go where me and Jeremy are, I, I didn't, and if you're not, even not a church goer, uh, you know, I, I definitely would encourage you to find a church that's celebrating Memorial Day. Yeah. Because, uh, 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 man, that's one of the things I love about our country is, is every Memorial Day, churches around the country – really do a great job of honoring veterans and, and right. honoring those who have paid that price. So, you know, if you're not in that church or get online, Google it, <laughs> find a good church in your community yeah. that's honoring Memorial Day and go, go in and, uh, you know, pay, pay uh, respects uh, at that church. And then, and then, you know what, another thing I think it's important to say, go home after church yeah, and enjoy it, celebrate, barbecue, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, uh, enjoy. I, I know a lot of people are like, this isn't a day to, to you know party and some, man it is <laughs> sure it is light yeah. up the barbecue fire up the grill uh you know drink a glass of iced tea or whatever you do like uh but uh you know enjoy yourself 
yeah. celebrate. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's what it's all about. I mean, that's why the, those lives a bit were were laid down, so you could actually have the freedom to do that, yeah. uh, the freedom to go to church and worship, uh, the freedom to be able to light up a barbecue in your neighborhood, uh, even though that some of the homeowners uh, <laughs> are uh, going to try to uh, tell you how to do it. Yeah. <laughs> you need to be reminded, but uh, but no, I mean, uh, yeah, enjoy it, and you know, the veterans for the veterans that are out there, that's you know, just a reminder, like this isn't so sacred that you can't have a barbecue right that's the whole point that is uh, enjoy point. yourself but in doing that take a moment to remember why you can do that yeah that's good that's a good word and a good place to end uh, appreciate you joining us uh, please as, as has been mentioned over and over again um, enjoy this weekend take some time to stop pause to reflect if you have kids tell them what this weekend is all about if you're a veteran do your best to uh, be an educator this weekend and to help folks understand in a kind way what it is we celebrate. Appreciate you joining us. If you are not yet subscribed to The Situation Report, you need to make sure that you are subscribed. Uh, Also, you can find us on YouTube. Go over to YouTube, search for The Situation Report. You'll find our channel there. Uh, Or on Salem Media um, Network, Salem Podcast Network, you can find us either on Salem Podcast Network, you can find the audio there, or better yet, go to SalemNow.com and you will find the video. Appreciate you joining us. Thank you, and we will talk to you next time. God bless, guys. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.